podcast brought to you by Read More Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Thank You for Asking. I hope you're having a great week so far, getting through the heat waves if you're experiencing a heat wave as best as you can, hydrating, staying cool. I personally am very much over the summer and very much looking forward to fall when I can finally regain some sanity and, you know, get my personality back because there's just no way that you can thrive as a human being when it's 96 degrees at eight o'clock in the morning. I just don't see the alignment there, at least not for me. Today's episode is one that we brainstormed on the team a lot, one that's been on my mind a lot, that's kind of been like a recurring thing that has popped up to me, and that is this conflicting feeling of always chasing accomplishments, achieving things, and also never feeling like you're achieving enough. Here's how this feeling has specifically shown itself in my life. I think that I have like a really great group of friends who are pretty ambitious, pretty established in their lives, in their careers. Like everyone is doing cool things. I would consider myself one of the people in that friend group who is doing cool things, getting established in life and career. You know, am I a hot mess sometimes? Absolutely. Yes. But for the most part, I feel like I'm doing pretty okay. But there will be times when I see someone accomplish something or get something and I get this feeling of like, should I have that? Am I behind? Am I not accomplishing anything? And I often experience this thing where even though I know that there are things that I have achieved personally, professionally, all the boxes, right, that I've done that I can say like, yes, that was a successful thing that I have done and accomplished in my own life. If you ask me like, well, what are some things that you achieved? It will be really hard for me to answer the question because in my mind, there are specific markers of things that I haven't achieved. And those feel 10 times bigger than anything that I actually have achieved. It's an interesting situation to be in, right? Where you are kind of on this hamster wheel of chasing the things, but you're moving so fast that you can't even see the things that you're accomplishing in real time. So I wanted to dive into this a little bit to understand, like, why are we never satisfied with what we have? Why are we always looking at someone else's paper instead of keeping our eyes on our own test as if our test isn't hard enough? And how do we deal with this? How do we kind of check those emotions so that we do acknowledge that we are accomplishing things, whether we feel like it or not, that the things that we have accomplished are as valid as things that we may covet that people in our lives have accomplished. And how do we continue to remind ourselves that it's not always even about the things and that it's more about the experience, you know, the journey, not the destination. I am really excited that we're doing another voicemail style episode. I have been enjoying these so much and I think that y'all have two. So I'm looking forward to more of those in future seasons. And we have two great voicemail callers today who we're going to play their messages and react to. Okay, before we jump into how these feelings manifest and why they manifest and how to balance them, I want to dig a little bit more about into these achievement feelings that I've been feeling because I think the real question here is what are we actually trying to do? Are we realistically trying to accomplish more goals? Are we trying to get more pleasure out of our lives by accomplishing big shiny things and reaching new milestones like buying houses or paying off cars, paying off debt, even things that are more materialistic like getting a designer bag or 
making your first luxury purchase or splurging on skincare treatments and things that just make you feel fancy. Are these things like actual life improvements that we just want to have because we're humans and we're on earth and we see shiny things and we want them or is it about something deeper and the reason I fixate on this point specifically is because I know like I mentioned earlier for me personally and I'm sure for many of you I've had this experience about getting upset about milestones and accomplishments that I have not hit or achieved that I truly do not want For example, a lot of my friends are at that house buying age now, buying everyone's first home, which is really cool and exciting. And immediately when my friends started buying houses, I felt behind for not being closer to being in a space where I wanted to buy my first home, not even just financially being in a space like thinking that, oh, no, am I financially not in the same space as all of my friends? But just like from a life perspective, there's a lot that goes into buying a home. You have to be at a certain stage of, I think, your life and the place that you're choosing to live. And I'm not there. I like the flexibility portion of renting along with so many other things about renting. But it also makes zero sense because not only do I like renting, I truly do not desire deeply to own a home. Like that to me is not an end-all be-all marker of success, of happiness, of stability. It's just like, a massive expense. Like to me, homeownership low key looks like the ghetto. I'm happy for everyone else who's doing it, but immediately, even though I feel this way about homeownership, immediately when my friends started closing on houses, I felt like I was so behind the eight ball. It's a weird feeling and it really did make me want to dig into why do we do this? Why do we get so upset about not getting things that we don't want? Like people get upset about not getting a promotion at a job that they hate. Do you really want more responsibility? at a job that you don't even want to be at in the long term or I think this happens a lot professionally we do these things to like check off these markers we climb the corporate ladder because what else is there to do and then you look down when you're high up on this ladder and you're like did I even want to be here and we're working really hard at getting these things and we're still feeling unhappy at the end of the day I think this is a good time to shout out the episode that we did a few weeks ago on happiness. It was a really great episode. We will link to it in the show notes. And I think that a lot of that content spoke to the foundation of happiness. How do you actually determine what your values are and chase those instead of more individualistic, capitalistic things? But in this episode, I want to get more tactical and talk about why do we chase things that we don't want just to feel something essentially and this is in fact a thing so why in part do we feel this way why are we stuck on this wheel well it's legitimately a hamster wheel so to better understand these feelings of wacky achievement wacky desires we need to talk about hedonic adaption hedonic adaptation you know i'm not a science girly i'm just an article reader So hedonic adaptation, also known as the hedonic treadmill, is a concept studied by psychology researchers, uh, most of whom focus on happiness and well-being. And it speaks to people's general tendency to return to a set level of happiness despite life's ups and downs, which basically means you're living your life. Things happen. Good things happen. Bad things happen. But when the good things happen, they don't raise you permanently to a new level of happiness. You kind of go back to zero. And when bad things happen, they don't permanently drop you below your level of happiness. They come back to zero. So we're always taking in all these stimuli, one, and then we're actually experiencing these things in real life, too. But we're never actually like changing where we fall on the happiness scale. Those things aren't making permanent impacts into how we view ourselves, our worlds, our accomplishments, the world around us, other people. 
that makes it really easy to look over and compare what you're doing to what someone else is doing because you're constantly being brought back to zero. I hope that makes sense so far. Stay with me. Hedonic adaptation basically describes how we're insensitive to new stimuli. So you get a promotion at work that you really wanted. And then the next day, you're just as unhappy in your life generally as you were before you got this big life changing moment because you kind of reset to zero or you saw someone else get a promotion that you may not have even necessarily wanted and you felt sad about it. And then the next day you go on and you're kind of like back at zero. But that emotion does evoke other feelings that might linger, making you feel like down essentially. But you know that you're no more or less happy overall without getting that thing that you didn't even want. I thought some of the ways that hedonic adaptation have been observed in people are really interesting. So here are some from an article on a website called Very Well Minded, which is a psychology website. So the first stat is people who win the lottery tend to return to roughly their original level of happiness after the novelty of the win has worn off. Some even end up less happy because of the changes in relationships that occur. There's an initial influx of joy, but after about a year, people in their day-to-day lives experience the same general sense of happiness. The same is true for those who are in major accidents and use the, loose, use the use of their legs. The change in ability can be devastating at first, but people generally tend to return to their pre-accident levels of happiness after the habituation period. And research has found that the first bite of something is delicious, of something delicious is experienced as more pleasurable than the third or the tenth. People become accustomed to the pleasure rather quickly and soon the same mood lifting treat doesn't bring the same influx of joy. We are always chasing that influx of joy and it becomes harder and harder and harder to acknowledge that we've been taking bites of something delicious when we're always chasing the next bite of something delicious. So it's very easy to feel behind, to feel lost, to feel confused, to feel conflicted in your own feelings when you're always chasing the next big rush. I think the last couple of years of the pandemic have reminded us that we're not always going to be fed an influx of joy and pleasure all the time. Sometimes life is going to be boring. It's going to be mundane. It's going to be challenging and hard. And when we're always chasing those pleasure moments and not getting access to them easier, where do we go? Social media, where there is a nonstop feed of other people's happiness, where we're watching people get engaged and welcome new babies and close on houses and get new cars announce new jobs, announce new businesses. And then we're wondering, well, why isn't that happening to me? So we get that ping of sad, that down hit, right? Where we're kind of like, ooh, I don't have this. And then we go back to zero and we do it all over again. So we are literally on a hamster wheel, a never ending cycle of chasing, seeking and going after things that we both want and don't want. We're constantly being stimulated. And for that reason, We are always going to have this kind of awkward relationship with achievement and accomplishment. So you're probably thinking, so what does that mean? Should I just stop wanting things? And that is definitely not the answer and probably not even humanly possible. I don't think that we could ever stop desiring. I think at that point, you're just like, you're not here anymore, right? (laughs) But I do think it's helpful to acknowledge that happiness is short. These feelings are fleeting. They are all short term experiences. So treat them like the short term experiences that they are and figure out new ways that you can reflect and acknowledge your achievements, your successes, your joy and the things that you value. Because the reality is always looking at what other people are doing, always feeling behind, always feeling like you have to keep going and keep achieving and that you've never done enough is going to lead to burnout. 
even if you aren't the kind of person who subscribes to hustle culture and you don't feel like you're running at a thousand miles a minute and you're not doing a hundred things at one time, you probably are. We don't live in a culture that honors rest, that honors slowness, that honors going at a really reduced pace. It's all about getting there as fast as you can, as many times as you can. So when you're already feeling that cultural pressure, plus the pressure of wanting to add to your own highlight reel and compete with everyone else's, you're on a fast track to burning out. There are a few things I think we can all do to just make this entire process of living with and (laughs) surviving the achievement, the hedonistic adaptation, all of that more enjoyable, more pleasurable to slow down and really set our own pace in life. Before we get into the how we do better, I want to get into some of the listener voicemails. So our first voicemail message comes from Frankie. Hi, this is Frankie, and I'm calling in regards to the achievement syndrome post that you made on your Instagram. I have absolutely experienced uh, both phenomenon, both achieving something and then not feeling as happy as I thought I would and um, being envious of others' achievements. And what I've learned to do to um, manage that very human feeling is to when I notice that someone else has something or when I think that I want something, to stop, take a beat, and do the research of all that will be required in order to achieve that that particular thing, make sure that I'm interested in the journey, that I can accept the sacrifice and the requirements as much as I think I want the reward. And if I believe that the journey is one that will be healthy and beneficial for me, um, as well as what I think the reward will be, then I pursue it. And that has totally changed my life and really led me to be happy with what I'm doing and not focus so much on what others seem to have. I love your podcast. I love all your content on both Instagram and YouTube. Thank you for being you. And, um, appreciate this. Well, Frankie, I appreciate you for being you. So thank you so much for calling in and sharing your insight. I think that you have completely nailed the best way to improve our relationship with these achievement phenomenons. I think that, like I mentioned earlier, constantly being fed a highlight reel of everyone else's life has so many impacts on our mental and spiritual well-being. And I do think it is so essential, like you said, to get to the root of why we want things. It's so easy to make a list of goals in January and say, I want to do X, Y, and Z before the end of the year and not even be really attached emotionally or spiritually to why you want these things to happen or if they're actually genuine interests of yours or things that just looked really good on paper. I have definitely been there where I had set out a bunch of goals. I think back to all the time to college age me, Amber senior year of college, about to graduate, who had a five-year plan, who had a roadmap of all these things that I thought I wanted, the man I wanted to marry, the job I wanted to have, the neighborhood I wanted to live in. And now my life is so good and I don't have any of the things that I wrote on that paper. And not only do I not have them, I'm so grateful that I don't. So 100% do the research, understand what you're actually saying that you want and check in with yourself to make sure that those actually are the desires of your heart. Love that so much. All right. Our next voicemail comes from Holly. 
Hi, my name is Holly. Um, I'm 38 years old. I've never called into anything before, so pardon if I'm really bad at this, but um, I really found your posts on Instagram really interesting and something that I could relate to. Um, I'm a veterinarian, um, but I'm also a mom and a wife and have other things too, but um, I went to vet school a little bit later and it was something that I really wanted to do, and it was really hard for me to get there, but um, I remember telling myself the whole time when I was taking classes and applying that if I could just do this one thing, that'll be it, and I will feel happy and accomplished, and I won't need anything else in my life if I can just achieve this thing. And I achieved it, which was awesome, um, and I do love it, um, but it certainly was not the... Uh, end all be all that I had hoped. Um, and that's okay, but it was kind of a harsh realization when I realized that I need more to my life than work, um, especially when work is really draining and emotionally, um, taxing and just can really kind of suck the life out of me sometimes. Um, so that's been kind of hard and I feel kind of guilty because I got the thing I worked hard for, but it's, I need to allow myself the reality that it's okay to be multifaceted um, and that's okay. Um, Anyway, thanks so much for uh, posting this and I look forward to hearing this episode. Thanks. Bye. Holly, for your first time calling into a podcast, you did amazing. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave us a message and share such a vulnerable experience. I think that it's really taboo to talk about the reality of thinking that something was going to be your end all be all and then finding out that it wasn't as like shiny and amazing as you thought it was going to be, especially with work. I think that we put so much value in figuring out what your dream job is and what your forever like industry is going to be and where you want to trailblaze but and I for a long time was really locked into that I think above all other things I always knew that I was going to be like incredible in my career I had such high aspirations for myself I put so much unnecessary pressure on myself I let my anxiety lead the way through like job interviews and working all crazy hours in offices and then coming back to do work on my own brand because I just felt like I had to always be building always be doing and I was like once I reach a certain level once I get to the certain level I'm gonna be so happy because I'm gonna have so many of the things that I've always wanted and everything is gonna fall into line and I hit a point and it kind of seems similar to the point that you hit where I was like oh that thing I thought I wanted that title that I wanted that brand partnership that I wanted it's actually like kind of fleeting and we're going to continue to find that that is essentially the entire center of this hedonic adaptation that we're going to always have that moment where we go up to the top of the mountain and it seems really amazing and then we come back down and it seems kind of dark and then we're right back at zero wondering when we're going to go back to the top of the mountain so you're definitely not alone in that camp I'm really proud of you for accomplishing something that seems like it was really hard to do And I think that even when we have accomplishments that maybe don't pan out as much as we thought they would or aren't exactly as, like I said, that shiny, fancy thing that we thought they were going to be, we should still be so proud of ourselves for all of the things that we accomplished because it takes a lot of work and you learn a lot on the journey. So kudos to you for even getting that done. But you are not alone in getting to the other side and realizing that the grass was not as green as you thought it would be. 
thank you to everyone who has called in. I have truly loved this voicemail portion. It's something that we're going to be doing a lot more of in future seasons. So if you didn't get a chance to call in this time, please give us a call next time. We always have the number for the show in the show notes in the description of the episode so even if we don't have a prompt out if you ever feel compelled to leave a voicemail please feel free i love hearing from you all and it's just it's always a good time if you need the number now in case you're like really pulled right now just to call me back the number is 267-403-3043 you can call leave a message anytime love hearing from you all All right, so let's get into the how we make this better, how we drive ourselves less crazy, how we balance the stress and anxiety of it all. I feel like I give this piece of advice on so many episodes of the podcast, pieces of content that I do, because it is the most consistent thing in my life that has helped me maintain some semblance of sanity. Um, Document everything at work, at home, in your personal life, whether it's a long form journal entry or just a list that you keep on the desktop of your computer. Document everything. It is so worthwhile to be able to go back and look at documents and notebooks that I filled or planners that I've used that show that I was doing things because getting reset to zero does make you feel like you haven't achieved anything. You feel like you're constantly going back to ground the ground floor. And that's not true. Even when you don't feel like you're accomplishing things, you have actively done a lot just by the very nature of you still being here despite everything. I mean, the world is literally on fire. I think it's like 102 degrees today. So literally on fire. So every day that we make it to the next day is an accomplishment. Add that to your list. But document everything. Document your process. Because the second point is you have to learn to fall in love with the journey. You have to romanticize your life. And it is not just so it looks cute on TikTok or Reels. It's because you need it to look good when you lay down and like play back your days. You need to have little nice aesthetic pieces to fall back on. If that means that when you come home from the grocery store, you take your milk and your coffee creamer and you pour them into very cute but very confusing clear containers that you ordered because a TikTok told you to, that's amazing. If it means that you upgrade your bathrobe even so that after the shower, those moments where you're just getting ready for the day or getting ready for bed feel a little bit more luxurious do it if it means that you put on like a main character playlist for when you're walking down the street do it if it means that you use like a a really fancy pen you guys know I'm in my fountain pen era right now and that makes you having to take a million notes a day because you still have long COVID brain fog and can't remember anything for longer than two hours do it whatever you have to do to enhance the journey enhance the experience of getting to the destination do it because we are always going to be going back to zero but that doesn't mean that we have to be like you know crashed back to zero we can we can take our time and ease ourselves there as we're up and down on this roller coaster and another thing that i feel like comes up in a lot of episodes watch what you consume it's so easy to get stuck in a comparison trap when all you see are other people's lives and relationships and jobs and houses and families that all look better and shiny and flashier than yours Focus on your own paper. If that means that you have to edit who you follow so that you're following people that make you feel good and positive about where you are in life instead of behind and depressed and underachieved, do it often. Go through the accounts that you follow once a week or once a month or once a quarter. Take a weekend off social media. Dedicate a day that is your consumption free day and make that be a day where you only focus on observing things in your own life in real time instead of social media after someone's had a ton of time to edit and curate and, you know, 
aesthetic how do, what is aestheticize is that a word it should be aestheticize their lives so that they fit perfectly in a 90 second video that captures their routines and days like take one day where you're literally only focused on you and what you're doing make that the day you check in with your values make that the day you look back at your goals and and ask yourself if you really even still want to achieve those things I think that's so healthy making a regular date with yourself to just check in and say do I still am I still this person is this still the version of me that I think I'm going to bring into the end of the year I said these things in January I don't know if I feel them in August that's normal to have that change of mind frame but you have to check in and be real with yourself about where you are as the year progresses. Or you can make that your romanticize your life day. Take yourself to breakfast or brunch. Take yourself to read a book in a day. Go somewhere and people watch. Sit in a park. Do things that spark so much joy for you that you feel more of the upward spike and more mellowed out when you are on your way back to zero. I hope this episode was helpful and put into words and some context all the things that we all feel when it comes to accomplishment and why it always seems like we have way more to do and that we're never going to get any of it done. All of the links to articles and references that I've used in this episode will be linked in the show notes as always, as well as the number where you can give us a call. And I'm so... uh, So grateful for this community when we get to do things like this and have more of a conversation and share our common experiences, because like I mentioned at the beginning of this season, the goal is to remind you all that you are not the only one. That's it for this week's episode of Thank You for Asking. As always, you can let me know your thoughts on the episode, ask a question or make a request for a future episode topic by emailing tyfapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod at TYFA Podcast on Instagram and visit us online anytime at TYFAPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and share Thank You For Asking with a friend or 10 friends. Thank You For Asking is a production of Read More Media. I'm your host, Amber Burns, and you can find me online at By Amber Burns. Have an amazing rest of your week, and I will talk to you all next Thursday.